Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of What It Means to Be Brave. Today we have Emma Hamilton on the show, and she's got a compelling story that we wanted to get out there. She shared it through our social media page and uh, pages, and she wanted to sort of spread the awareness of things, but also discuss how she'd gone through her life, um, what has changed, how that's affected her, and then gone on from there to, to do some great stuff as well. Um, we talk about horse riding. We talk about well, we talk about loads of stuff. She has at the end of the episode, which is a new feature as well. She has a good news story that I that I really wanted to share with you as well. So we've got some. We we talk about some really cool stuff. The episode's about forty minutes long, just so that you're aware. So that if you're driving or chilling, you, you know sort of how long it'll last. Um, and uh, and that's it. Just want to remind everybody that we're not mental health professionals, but we we do like to talk and discuss with people. We talk before and afterwards as well about how we can you know if there's any ways that we know that can help if there's been something that somebody spoke about on the show that they um that they that even if they reach out and say you know do, do you know any way that you can help or any any person that can help so although we physically can't and these episodes are, are us talking to people about what they've been through what they're going through and what they're going to go through um just wanted to sort of get that out there as well um and obviously all the pins are ourselves but uh, without further ado, here comes the uh, episode with Emma, and again, look out for look out for the good news story at the end as well. So it's, uh, I don't want to do what people do on TikTok. That's one of the most annoying things. I don't know if you guys all listen to, watch, and are involved with TikTok, but a lot of people are like, hey, 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 watch until the end because that's the best bit, and it's like, oh, it's really not. Like nine times out of ten, it's not. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't want to do that. The, everything in between is brilliant. Um, but at the end of each episode going forward, we're going to have the person's good news story. So what they what they're going to be doing uh, or, or if they found something around the world, if it's a story about their family, if it's if it's just a good news story. So that's how we're going to end episodes from now on. So um, that's just a part of the show that I would love you to listen to. So um, without further ado, here comes Emma uh, and myself. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think and please share away once you've listened. Thank you. So today on um, what it means to be brave, we have Emma Hamilton. How are you doing, Emma? I'm good, thank you. Just getting through the days. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, not too bad at all. Um, we've, uh, we, we were just talking before and you said that you, <laughs> you spent the day in and out of the rain um how's that been long but not cold so can't complain because obviously it's not winter yet so it's not been too bad but all my stuff is currently drying around the house so wow. i've gone through at least 10 outfits oh yeah okay <laughs> um so that's okay that's uh yeah it's uh it's one of those things isn't it? i think i mean we're recording this in august and it's unusually windy for this week and the storms come in and um yeah it's a it's a bit of a weird sort of time isn't it yeah definitely um so yeah so thank you for joining us um we wanted to uh speak to you because you'd shared your story with us and with our followers um and it was something that i think um is is really inspirational about how you've what you've gone through and, and sort of where you are now and um I, I wanted it to be part of our podcast and part of our story as well um so if if it might be easier for you to to start us off um and uh, we'll sort of go from there but if you, you sort of explain um a bit about your story and we'll 
Sioka. Yeah, so um, when I was at university, um, basically, well, it's quite a long story actually. Before I went to uni, I spent three years doing horse racing um, and I basically built my life up around that idea that that's something I was always going to do. You know, I wanted to drop out of school for it. That was, that was my identity. That's what my friends knew me as. That's what everyone at school knew me as. So when I quit that and decided to change careers, I got into my second year at university, like the year after, so it was about one year finish, uh, since I finished racing, and that buzz wore off. And, and that's what kind of pulled me down. Okay. So yeah, I basically came into my second year at university and I hit that sort of all time low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, I'm 20 at the time, well, about to turn 20 at the time. And, you know, you, you do kind of struggle. You kind of go, you know, who am I going to be, you know, and I have this big idea of what I want to be after I finish university. So how do I get there? And, you know, so all these mixed emotions goes on and then you go, but am I losing myself? Who was I before? And that kind of dragged me down and I just spiraled into a complete lockdown really, uh, just mentally and physically just shut, shut away. So it's just something that, um, luckily I came out of and obviously got through onto the other side but I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with generally when they go to university as well like obviously they don't need a career before that but you know you are trying to identify yourself in your like early 20s and I think that's quite a big big situation that goes on yeah definitely and and I think with having such a um such a as you say successful um past before university and then moving on to do something different did you did you feel that i mean yeah yeah how, how did you how did you sort of um cope with the changes at the time um you do feel like you failed yourself quite a lot okay um so you feel like so i didn't have like obviously i went out and i had all this backing this was what i was going to be um and then you finish that and you know you think right next chapter it's fine and you just always tell yourself it's fine it's fine let's just keep on going but you do feel like did I fail that did you know it's something that if you're quite a strong character or you feel like you always need to tick those boxes it's really hard to actually admit to the fact you failed something and I think that's the bit that really struggle like you know that's what you have to kind of cope with um and that was the bit that kind of kept on going back on my head like did I actually fail at something that everyone backed me on and you know that I should have maybe tried harder and you know and yeah so it's a way yeah I think that was the biggest struggle um but you, you just don't think about it I was 19 I went to university and I didn't have to think about coping I just cracked on and I was like oh, I'm in this really cool exciting world I've gone from the countryside to a city well Bolton's not a city but it's a all right yeah. town now and you know it's like oh you know look at all these people and all these things and then all of a sudden the world shrinks again because you got all your surroundings and you know you know the people and stuff and all of a sudden reality catches up with you so it wasn't really a coping mechanism it was more the fact you just carry on going until it catches up with you sort of distract yourself yeah which is what everyone does yeah (laughs) yeah naturally and and i think do and how, how do you feel about it now do you do you sort of look back and go actually i didn't fail it or or how where where's your head at with it at the moment um I look back at it now and I don't feel like I failed it. I just thought actually it was just a stepping stone into the career that I've fallen into now. Um, I loved my chance at it. It's laid down, you know, 
the path for me now and I've strived way above what I had my mindset on at the age of 16 so I can't really complain so it's more like you know I yeah I don't feel like I failed it um, and I don't get bitter about it either anymore. Like, I used to be quite like, oh, yeah, like, I was a jockey once. Well, like, point to point jockey, it's not like a big thing. But I was like, yeah, you know, I used to race ride. And I used to kind of like be quite bitter. Is now I'm a little bit more, I don't know, I don't care. <laughs> so I'm very like, oh, right, yeah, whatever about it. And I think that's a different mindset. And I, I really enjoy having that mindset. It makes me less competitive with people. And it makes me just kind of enjoy where I am now and, yeah, be a little bit more steady-minded. And enjoy the journey as well. It's like, that's, I think that's certainly for um, a lot of people that we've spoken to and, and myself is once, I don't know if it's an age thing or a, I have no idea, but maybe a maturity thing or, or I'm not really sure, but it's once you can actually go, you know what, that was awesome at the time and we did really well. Um, I, I had um, the starting of an athletics career and it was training with some of the best and it was, it was amazing. And then you move on from that and as you said, you know, you, you look back on it like, oh, I can't believe I don't do that anymore. And, and similar sort of things. And then you're like, well, actually, I'm doing right now. And I'm proud of that I did that. And I sort of tell it as a story of, I used to do that. Do you know what? I used to do that. That was awesome. And it sounds like a similar sort of thing there. Definitely. And I think, I don't think it's a, like, it's, it is grief. I don't think it's a maturity thing. I think you've got to go through your stages of grief on it. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if that's something you've identified yourself as. And, when when you are young you strive to be your best self and you want to be you're very competitive and that's that driving you and it still hits you through your 20s and you know you've got to get to a stage where you've realized you're not the only person on earth and I think <laughs> that's when you start relaxing and you go okay I'm just going to enjoy him around and who I'm with and I'm just going to kind of just yeah relax but it is you've kind of got to go through your grief with it a little bit because you know you put so much effort into it you put you know like your childhood into it yeah. and if that's your memory of childhood, it's quite a big let go if you let go of all. So, yeah. yeah. And, um, and you're still, still involved with horses, uh, which, is, which is great as well. Is yeah, right? no, I, so I'm currently riding out racehorses at the moment. I gave up, I was living in Manchester for six years and um, after that, I obviously graduated, did my master's, do, I did all that. And I just, I said, look, if I don't, if I don't find myself in the place I want to be in a year, I'm just going to go home. You know, I miss my family. I'm away from them any longer like you know I need to go back get annoyed by them and leave again sort of thing. you know I need to kind of like remember why I left um but I was like I just need to kind of go back and actually it's been great because even with COVID I've kind of had a year off you know I went straight from uh, GCSEs to college college to you know my bachelor's my bachelor's straight into an internship into a master's straight and I was still doing three jobs in my master's degree which then led straight into work again so I never had that break yeah. and it just wore me down to thin ice and then I came home and I've come back to riding out and actually instead of being as I said bitter about you know the fact I used to race ride I'm actually just enjoying the fact I can still ride racehorses um, and then now yeah I've led into a career that basically I'm going to go into research with jockeys so uh-huh. it's kind of like yeah so I get that nice like oh I'm kind of still in racing but I'm actually kind of hoping to progress in a different side of it which is really cool that's exciting as well and then it's it i think it's quite cool that you've the the sort of mindset has has not allowed you i mean yeah not allowed you to detach yourself from it but then also to open up to new doors within the similar sort of well same industry um and that's that's uh yeah that's quite exciting um and uh yeah quite i think quite inspirational to to not 
you must have dealt with your demons at the time and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, have you, how did you, how did, how has your mental health side of things um, been in the last couple of years with everything? Um, so I kind of pretty much nearly spiraled back before like Christmas. Right. Um, and that's when I also made the decision to move home. I wasn't in a relationship or a place that I wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, so I had to just park myself completely out of that. Um, you know, and it, it, as you said before, it's the people you surround yourself with that can either tear you down or build you up. And some yeah. people build you up to tear you down, so you've got to be careful. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's it's a hard world. So once you've had to just pull myself away from it and I'm I, like luckily you know I had the initiative too and I had the backing from family they saw it all you know slowly creeping back on and right. you know they just said let's get you home and resettle back in and tell you what's been the best thing I've ever done so I'm really happy I did it and I feel like I'm a bit more energized to go back and start this PhD and just crack on with it really that's really good that's really nice and so are you going to be um yeah furthering your study what, what have you studied what have you studied at uni? Um, so I did sports rehabilitation as a bachelor's degree and that was at Bolton and then I carried it on to do a master's in strength and conditioning. Right. Um, so I like sort of, yeah, I like athlete preparation performance sort of side of things. Um, yeah. And I've been really lucky. I've worked with some like fantastic teams. Um, I've recently just finished working with Bowdoin, which are a Premier League field hockey team. And the girls oh. there were fantastic and it was great. It was a brilliant opportunity. And I was able to, I met my best friend for it the girl julie who was commenting yeah. <laughs> all the way um and then i also like you know just was able to travel with everybody and just all the girls i met on it were fantastic and yeah so i've really enjoyed what i've done and i'm gonna now crack on and well the whole plan was i wanted to do a phd um i was a late learner i was dyslexic through school couldn't read um, write whatever for years yeah. um and literally my teachers were like yeah you're probably just gonna become a jockey and it'd be fine like you've got a career path so I was like okay yeah fair so yeah. just place a lot of crack on and then I went to college and it just spiraled from there and um yeah just carried on doing sports so I think I've been I did sport and exercise exercise science at uh college so I did a b-tech yeah and then I've done my bsc and msc and then I'm going to go into the phd wow oh wow yeah it's been it's definitely been like a roller coaster but i think yeah. i found my niche in sport and i think that's the direction i keep on going at until it works out i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that's the funny thing as well that like um so we we as you know anyway we campaign so much that um people change their um mindsets about mental health and breaking the stigmas and stuff but it's also for me i was dyslexic at school well i'm still dyslexic yeah i know like we say like it's in the past no it's a thing <laughs> <laughs> and for me i didn't nobody noticed until i was at uni um so they didn't really yeah. guess or anything until i was at uni and for for me i always grew up with all the teachers saying well you can't read you're a bit thick like you'll do sport or whatever you know it was it was a similar sort of like, like a hobby if you're going to yeah. do that for the rest of your life, all right, yeah. May as well enjoy it. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I think as well um, that, you know, it's it's just raising that awareness for just, like, ignorance, I think. I don't know what it is. I don't, I, it's just, it's, but for me, it sort of gave me some fuel to the fire to, like, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, and and I, think, I think that also, um, I don't know if it's just who I am, but my competitive nature is like you tell me i'm not going to do it i'm, I'm going to do it twice as good yeah i'm going to do it three times over yes. yeah <laughs> yeah you're gonna, 
going to send me a nice little happy email at the end saying well done but yeah so <laughs> no, the same I was, I was diagnosed really early on in my life I That's don't know good. how they figured that out um <laughs> I could probably give them a hundred reasons why they figured that out <laughs> but they, they figured it out luckily and I was really lucky I went to a private education that you know I, I backed me and actually they really did lay me out with all the help so I learned how to figure out how to work on my own and how my brain works and then I just added my little spin on it and yeah. um yeah so I can't complain but they didn't they didn't give me this idea that I could be who I am now um so that I just had to come up along the way on my own I guess but I had lecturers along the way that obviously guide you and you know give you that inspiration so can't complain really you just kind of I didn't tell anyone I was dyslexic through the whole of college or university yeah so um i never had any extra help or anything like that because i just felt like the way my school had prepared me i've been actually okay and i thought you know what in the real life you don't get dyslexic you know like <laughs> extra time and things you've got it like i wasn't gonna make it i wasn't gonna make it so i had that idea in my head like i've just got to go at it and if i fail uh then that's i should have you know i should have said something but at the same time i can't go around life saying sorry i'm dyslexic like you know you, you have to find that coping mechanism and you've got to it does help you it pushes you to strive and deal with what you have and focus yeah. around that and yeah so it's a coping situation I guess yeah definitely um yeah that's that's wicked that's really interesting um and I, yeah I, I, I totally um get where you're coming from with that um yeah. with your uh one of, one of the sort of questions I wanted to ask is how long have you been in a sort of a place where you've you've been open to sort of tell your story and to um to talk talk openly about it uh, I think this year really brought it out of me a lot more. Um, yeah, I think it was actually kind of just like, you know, I started kind of getting into this idea of mental health and, you know, you speak about it here and there, but you never tell your story. Yeah. Um, and I told obviously like friends, and stuff, my closest friends, because obviously they're part of what goes on yeah. um, and family and stuff. But really telling it is like a whole different, <laughs> different thing. And actually like, I feel great from it because it's, it is like, um, you know, kind of wiping the slate clean a little bit off, off your mindset. It's kind of like, this is me. This is just everything that's happened and you can't change it. That's just the way it's been. So it's been quite nice. So, yeah. Um, but no, I've never really kind of gone out and expressed it or written the story before. Well, thank you for for, <laughs> for using our, our platform or for, for, you know, being involved with what we do. Um, I wanted to... I, I, oh, I'm thank, always you for you. thank you for letting me as well, though. That's the main uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I want, I always, I'm always interested to see how uh, people find out about us and um, how you, if, even if you remember, but um, how you discovered us um, and why you feel that what we're doing is not, not as like an ego boost. Don't need that, but just, just for why, yeah. What, why you, you think that the community that we've got, um, is, uh, you know, is, is right. Um, is the right sort of place. Um, so I found out about you guys through zero negativity clothing. I saw yeah, like done. the video Dan did. Yeah. Yes. Um, and obviously I was like, you know, until the clothes they did and things and, yeah. Uh, it actually kind of spun this year where you know we kind of went into this idea that instead of buying just round like you know like your black tees and just yeah. average shirts you're going to buy anyway like why buy them from a chain when you could actually buy them from a company like yourself that and that's something that really kind of dug in with us it was kind of like you know you're supporting mental health which is a really big thing um you know the planting a tree every 
shirt as well is quite a big yeah. deal like we love that like, especially if you're outdoorsy and yeah. you know and just generally concerned about life and the environment <laughs> um but yeah so just like the idea i really you know the fact that you use everybody in your platform is really important yeah. that every story is really important to you and i think that's a really great message because every story really is important like everyone should be heard and i think yeah. everyone should have support that you know that they deserve and the community they deserve so if they don't have that in their family or social life they can find that elsewhere which i think is really important yeah thank you yeah that's and that's that's really where we um oh, it's, it's nice that you can see that and from what we trying to do and i think one of the one of the big things for us was was that that you sort of look in your wardrobe um and if you needed a boost or you needed to remember that you know people have got your back um and if you're having a bad day or anything like that that wearing the wearing the be brave clothes or or any of our tops kind of you you know that that community ha literally has your back as well um and if you posted today it was, it was really difficult just to get out of bed or, or, or whatever it might be um that wearing that and posting that that people would like um understand um and sort of be there for you as well that's that's kind of where we wanted to go so that's that's really cool that um you feel that as well yeah no it's a great it's a great idea and it's a great community to to have really definitely yeah, yeah. and with the um with your your story side of things and where your sort of your journey um have you um have you ever had to have any counseling or anything like that or or yeah I, I did um i was really you know i went to a gp they suggested meds um so i had meds for one i had one med and i literally refused to take any more um mm -hmm. it had such strong side effects that i was sat in a lecture and i just was sat there and i just was numb and i hated it that feeling that i couldn't communicate and i couldn't communicate any emotion it literally blocks your emotion it's horrible it's it's completely de like you like it just takes everything away from you like it's horrible um so i turned around i was like i don't want that i don't you know i've never i don't really take paracetamol so <laughs> i was like i don't want a med so you know you know it's clearly something's going on like i just don't understand luckily universities are fantastic nowadays they supply you with hundreds of counseling opportunities and you know my part like my boyfriend at the time and my mom just said to me like just go and you know they took me and basically just said you know get counseling see if it helps and i did and the university of fantastic they offer you free counseling and that's actually something that's really important um and yeah the person i had was fantastic and he you know he put everything in perspective but listened mainly i think you know you've got so many people in your life telling you what to do and you're at university you're young and you know your family think that they can control you still because you're still young so you, you know it's very hard to communicate with them they still think that if they tell you something you'll just go do it um so <laughs> it's nice to be able to talk to somebody and they just give you this ability to kind of talk it out and yeah and it's it's really hard being you know that is part of the be brave i guess is it's not just talking it's talking about certain people and certain things in the room and it's really hard for people around you knowing you're going to counseling and maybe talking about them yeah. so it's quite it's quite a daunting experience and they do kind of i did have that where a few people got snappy with me like did you did you talk about me at counseling and things like that and yeah i was a bit like whoa like hang on a minute and you it's know you have 
<laughs> yeah and it's kind of like i'm trying to sort things out here and but people are protective of themselves so i guess you know it's human nature um but yeah it was quite hard in that format because you're just trying to be like i'm just trying to figure myself out but people are like <laughs> give me a minute yeah. yeah like people are like oh but you better not say anything about me you're like i'm trying <laughs> try not to um but yeah but you need to and yeah, yeah and then the process cancelling gives you is you know there's loads of things that that my counselor gave me that i kind of used and i had to go away and change my life and you know one thing i had to do was eliminate a few friends because they they weren't my friends and that was something that you know is a big deal and they went you know these people are the ones that you're he went i personally from everything you said those are your friends they're not your friends yeah and i think you need to realize instead of pleasing everyone you just need to be around the people that are your- there yeah and i think that was that was one of the harder ones to deal with because you're like actually yeah and you just kind of realize who i am people i need to be around and yeah and kind of go that way so counseling i i really rate it and especially if you're a university student seek it out at uni definitely it it's there it's probably free yeah. and normally they have a dog so it's <laughs> a win win <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's um with with uh with life as well is um the stuff that that i've sort of gone through um over the years as well is part of it as you as really well said there um is that you sort of have to admit that actually some people will come and go in your life however long you've known them however close you once were um they may form different opinions change you may change and that sort of letting them go or distancing yourselves is actually sometimes the right thing to do so that's that's for for me that is a message i wish i'd known years ago um and you know you can still get on with people and it's great but there is okay that you distance and and that things change so that's uh, that's that's good yeah um and yeah, when i think it's you... really hard for it's really hard really um, people to understand that that people mature quicker and move on and you know you're allowed to mature and you're allowed to move into different groups people cling on to their old groups because they feel like it's like they have to accomplish something by doing so but actually you could probably and try to suffocate each other when actually the best thing to do is kind of realize that you are maturing and you're all different and you've just got to find time to enjoy each other's company every now and then not all the time like you once did because you're yeah. very different people now and that's what your 20s are for really you, you know change so much i'm so different so when i was 20 like so so yeah. different and i'm only 24 20, 25 <laughs> i have no idea what i'm going to be like when i'm near 30 but you know what i mean you just change and it is it's is really hard to yeah let go and realize that those friendships won't be the same but you should just enjoy each other's company like every few months or something just to yeah. you know keep the friendship and it's it's nice as well i think when uh, when you've got friends that you've had for years that you've not necessarily fell out with but you've you've distanced yourself and then when you actually meet up with them yeah the day that you spend with them is like it was back in the day and then you spend you're happy then to spend three months or so apart and sort of carry on with the rest of your life so it's um yeah, it's not necessarily always writing people completely off or vice versa, but it's, um, yeah, I think that's, that's quite cool. Um, and when you, um, when you went to see, um, not the GP, but the, the uh, chap you saw at uni, um, did you, or the counsellor, did you feel that you clicked straight away? Were you like, wow, I can just start talking to this person? It was, or how, did, how was your first sort of experience? I was so lucky because I've known friends that haven't clicked yeah. and they feel like they're talking to someone who isn't, 
your best friend or whatever like, they feel like just they're just talking to a complete like stranger yeah. and it's very I was so lucky the guy I sat down with like we just got on straight away um yes. and he was just really welcome he was really laid back um he wasn't formal and he wasn't rushed it was very like just talk it out and I'll give you forms as we go because obviously he's still got to fill out the forms but he was like we are here to do a job and that okay. is to make you feel better we're not here just to tick a box so okay. you know that's it I want to make you feel like that you're improving on not the fact you ticked a few boxes um so yeah I was, I was super lucky and he even gave me the option he was like you know if I see you around university do you want me to say hello to you or not and things like that so yeah the, he was it was just really understanding of just everything that's going on so yeah I think that was really important and I was really lucky yeah that's that is really good um that's really nice and I think when as you say with your you you've been lucky and I think with with your friends um not lucky you've it's just fortunate that it, yeah, it happened in a nice, in a nice way. Um, and, um, I think when some people, if they go through and they don't see the person like your GP, if you'd have gone, wow, you put that as that's counseling. Well, I'm not going to do that again. Cause they just give me something that wasn't right for me. Then, um, yeah, you know, I, I want to sort of promote the idea that actually it's cool if you don't click, but you may, you very every single person you go and speak to, if it's, if you go through a different, few different counselors or the first one, it could be like, like you, you've experienced and that's, um, it's awesome. And it's, it's so nice to have that person, um, that can just listen, isn't it? It's, yeah, definitely. It's really nice. Um, and has it, I suppose, well, I don't want to jump to a conclusion, but, um, speaking to, speaking to him, has that helped you speak to other people close to you in your family or friends or partner or, you know, things like that? Yeah. I think it makes you realize that actually talking about it's really easy. Um, <laughs> and I think that's actually half of it. Like you think it's really not anything. Yeah. It's like really like technical situation that no one's going to understand. So you don't talk about it and yeah, you just, you panic and you close it up and, and you think it's going to be really uncomfortable to talk about. My family have a really like strong ethos where we are very much like, this is our ball. This is what we're going to show you. We don't want to show you the stuff behind. Um, so we can get caught up in that, but our family are also very good at kind of going, no, it is okay. So we, we get mixed emotions cause it's like, oh, no, we want this wall, but we're like, uh, and it, so it's really <laughs> hard to actually, when I was growing up to know that that was okay. And, um, so when, I think uni kind of broke that a little bit, but yeah, it, it's it's hard i guess to kind of open up but once you do yeah it like once you meet you cancel and you go you're just a normal person like and you, you get <laughs> okay. it like how do you get it and you're like oh well, i can talk to anybody really about it and <laughs> yeah, really, i think that's really important because it means you can just talk to your friends about it yeah so yeah and it leaves that open and i think that's what helped with christmas this like last year was I could just speak to my friends about it because I was like, actually, I don't feel myself. And they went, you don't look yourself and you don't act yourself and yeah. you're spiraling back and you're hiding yourself again. And it was that realization when they say it, you're like, actually, yeah, I need to go. I need to do something about it. And I was really lucky that I got the confidence to speak to them about it. Yeah. And not bottle it up. Yeah, really good. That's really positive. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. That's, um, it's, yeah, really good job. Um, and I wanted to, um, ask you if you have you ever felt any sort of stigma around mental health have you ever felt any personally or, or or seen anything that you think like this needs to change like yeah I think naturally like um <laughs> so I've seen it around like, obviously like my mum had it um and things like that and she was very open about the fact she had it my dad is very somebody who's like you can't have that like you can't 
you know, well, I don't think he's never, he's never said that. And that's a complete lie when I say it. He's, <laughs> he comes across as this person. It's like, you can't show weakness. Like weakness is not a thing. And okay. so you do, you build up, I think you build up your own stigma. I don't think you see a stigma yeah. of that you really build your own up and you're like, oh, actually this is a, this is a bad thing. And then your friend, like as girls, we're really lucky girls talk and we're really welcoming and you're like, yeah, yeah. But for guys, it's completely the opposite. Like, they are and I've seen groups of guys do it that they shut each other down about it they don't want to talk about it. it's uncomfortable it's emotion you know and my dad like he doesn't do emotions so you know speaking about it to him is very different it was after I had my depression and I actually told him about it you know I found out actually through somebody else that he actually ended up going for counseling at some point and I think that really tore my wall down a bit actually and made me kind of go it's actually okay you know, yeah. somebody see that you think he'll never have a problem. He'll never have this mental health issue. And, you know, everyone goes through it. Everyone has counselling. And actually now when you talk about it, and I've spoken about it to like loads of adults and obviously loads of youngsters about it. Um, everyone kind of has had counselling and that's what no one talks about. So you build up your own stigma, I think. I think yeah. everyone builds up their own little, oh, it's a bad thing. You shouldn't have mental health. And I think that's what you need to break down, like people's own stigma on it. And, and I think by the sounds of it as well, the more you've spoke to people, you've realised more people actually go through it than you expect. Even like your dad like, has gone through something at some point as well. And it then, I guess, breaks down your own idea of what the stigma is or you're, you're, you're scared to talk or whatever it might be that you're, you've put up your own barriers that you're like, actually, these, this is actually helping me break those barriers down. <laughs> it's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, so that's, that's good. And that's positive. Um, I think with, um, uh, with the, uh, the podcast side of things that we're on, um, I wanted to ask you as well, if, um, if you've got anybody that inspires you or if there's any, uh, people, it can be a celebrity, it could be your, your parents, it could be anybody, but who, who, uh, who is it that inspires you? Um, so I've never idolized people or ever kind of put people on a platform where I'm kind of like, I'm inspired by what you're saying and what you're doing. I, I think you build up, I personally have built up my own inspiration through like my friends and family. Um, yeah. I'm not in, like, I just, but all my friends are really inspiring in where they are. Um, and they, they're so good at what they do individually. And I love that about all my friends. They're all like, we're all from different backgrounds or like all from going to different futures. And I love the fact they're just really great at what they do yeah. um and they've got all their different personality traits which i love um <laughs> and i think that's one thing that i try and keep around me all the time instead of idolizing people or having these you know people that um inspire me to do different things i kind of yeah. you know if, i don't really i don't know where i find my inspiration to, i think it's competitiveness but yeah. i just try to keep all my people around me and i think that's one of the things that i really love like just surround myself with the friends i have yeah. um and the way they think and they're just lovely kind people and they have really good emotions and i think that's something because obviously i struggled with emotion before yeah. i'm kind of like i want to have your emotion you're so happy and you're so like, <laughs> outgoing you're happy to talk and all my friends are so kind and yeah. it is nice and i think that's that's one of the things that i try and always just keep around me instead and keep it yeah keep that yeah everybody around you to sort of yeah to keep you um, I, I, saw, I saw actually um, somebody said you're I don't know if I completely agree with it but I kind of see where they're coming from you're the average of the five people that are closest to you in your sort of friendship group and 
you sort of learn from each other and as they get more kinder and, and things like that then you you all sort of raise each other up and that's that's the kind of friendship group not necessarily if you've got five best mates but you know what i mean the um the, the sort of circle around you uh, how that can influence you and how it can influence you negatively as well but um it's, it's good that you've uh, you've really found that in your uh, your friends which sounds really cool yeah and i've been really lucky even my school friends all the way to the fact that like my uni friends to the ones i've made after university um they all click as well and like they all kind of get on and if they mingle group wise and everybody's kind of just got this thing of like let's just get through it <laughs> together let's just keep on going and everyone supports like if you have a bit of good news or you get your hair cut they back you they're like there for you they're, they're like literally anything you could put anything in the chat like today i made a really cool cup of coffee and they would back you and i, I love that and i think that's that's such a cool thing to have in a friendship group that's really cool <laughs> yeah and it's um yeah it's, it's yeah um i think we've uh having those people around you that literally back what you do um can can change your life as well can't it it's it's something that you you then treasure more and you the more people that you or even if it's just one but the the more of that you see the more you realize in other people i need this from you or or, or for me this is the this is who i'm holding on to like this is the this is the group or the person that that is uh is building me up and making me um just happy uh, which is which is great. yeah Definitely. Um, and then I've got a question that um, that I wanted to ask as well about we sort of like at the end of the podcast, what I want to do or towards the end of the podcast, I want to ask for something. You've been super positive anyway, which is really cool, um, but something and, and more positive. Um, so uh, a, a positive good news story or a story of, of good, something to, to build us up. What, what else have you got? <laughs> um, so I've been really lucky at the moment. Well, unlucky to unlucky. Um, so uh, I lost my gran only a few weeks, about a month ago, maybe now, uh, to dementia, uh, which just tore our family apart, really. Because um, she is like the beating heart and the humour of our family. Like she just, uh, yeah, she's the person, basically, the the alpha of the kid. And, yeah. you know, she, she passed, yeah. And it was really hard to watch her deplete over the years but she was fine and then she had this nasty fall and it just spiraled you know with covid and not being able to see her and her not being able to see us mm. you know it just spiraled and it just got really bad and we i think we all felt quite apart from all of it nearing the end um anyway my little cousin not so little but he's he's little in my mind um <laughs> he, he's actually yeah tw i think he's 21 or 22 now but i think he's 21 um <laughs> uh but he's like six foot something rugby player <laughs> definitely still little he's, um he's gone and uh put together this great idea for us where as a family we're going to complete four thousand kilometers in four weeks and raise four thousand pounds doing it for um outsiders uh, research so yeah wow. we're trying to do that at the moment and actually we've been really lucky people have backed us and we've got people still backing us um and we've nearly reached our 50 percent, and we're only three days in so we're nearly up to wow. two grand we're, yeah so um and it's been great and literally the family have actually the really good spin on it as well from that is um my family have i think we've kind of parted over the years everyone's getting yeah. older um but since this everyone's all on one whatsapp group and everyone's yeah. chatting every day keeping up today and putting jokes in and you're like it's actually it's really nice it's really nice to have like the family as one again and, and you know for the same cause and for the same idea um so yeah i would say that's our 
positive, uh, really good news at the moment. Oh, yeah, wow. So, three really, days in? Yeah. Yeah, my little cousin's been great. Like, Tom has been fantastic. He's just, it was such a clever idea. He's, we're still waiting for the shirts, to be fair. The shirts haven't even arrived, and we've nearly raised them two grand. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I was just, yeah. So, he's, he's been brilliant, and he's rallied everyone together, and um, and it's a fantastic idea. And, yeah, I, I really applaud him for it. And, yeah, and it's just, he's, he's got a double bonus with it because it's brought the whole family together and I think that's even better for him so yeah. yeah oh that's so lovely and is there any way um how can how can our listeners um get on to that as well I mean you've still got basically four weeks left is there any um, what's your yeah, so I constantly share on the story or you can contact me for the link but I'll try and put the link into either um into my profile um yeah. this, this week and so if you do want to donate that would just be fantastic even if it's five pounds it would be perfect um so yeah just any little like even a penny will do um but yeah just just the support and uh if you want the donation uh it's fantastic so yeah it's obviously a charity that now has become quite close to everyone's hearts so and i think a lot of people um have grandparents that have suffered from it or family members that have suffered from it so you know i think a lot of people can relate to it so yeah but yeah definitely if you can donate then 100 percent we'll have the link in the bio Brilliant. And what's um for for anybody that's sort of listening to this that wants to follow your journey and wants to follow uh, and get that link and and find it. What's your uh, if you can just say your uh, social media um tags or, or pages and then um. um so I think one second. My stepdad is shouting for his dog outside. <laughs> he knows that I'm on this. <laughs> Got a little black patterdale and it's completely. Uh, black outside so I don't know how well he's going to find the dog um, <laughs> I think he's found it okay so my Instagram is uh, hammyhamilton09 um, and I won't give you my Twitter because I, I still need to change that it's got a really weird long number on it um, <laughs> but yeah just go through my Instagram and that'll be your best bet um, on the social media front um, but yeah that's an open profile um, so yeah it'll have, the, it'll have all the links in there brilliant well, thank you very much. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention whilst we're, whilst we're talking? Is there anything else that, that I've missed or anything that you wanted to sort of shout out about? No, I think that's it. Just kind of be brave, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, just speak to somebody who's had it. I think, I think that's one thing I would say to anybody. Um, yeah. I didn't. And I think once you realise who around you's had it, it relaxes you so you can approach the problem and just find a community and, and work on it it will never fully go away i don't think but it's just something you've just gotta you've got to understand yourself as a person you've got to look after yourself as a person yeah I think that's really important. fantastic couldn't have said it better myself um, <laughs> so thank you very much thank you so much for coming on we, we genuinely really really appreciate your time i know it's late at night we're uh, the podcast will go out later this week but for people listening you know it's already gone nine o'clock at night so um i really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us and to share your story um so thank you very much no worries thank you very much for having me anyway and there we have it that is the end of today's episode um, so thank you very much for joining in and uh, joining us today um please please go and follow emma on social media and um donate where you can to to her great cause um again they've done such a great great work um and sort of speaking to emma earlier and sort of 
for me anyway, and I'm sure you guys are the same, um, seeing seeing that mindset of, you know, how things change. A lot of people, we, we don't like change. So most of us don't like change. Um, but how actually change is part of life. And just all the, all the lessons t- today from speaking to Emma um, have been been really positive. Um, so I, uh, I I thank thank Emma for coming along. And I thank you guys for listening. So tune in next week when we will have Jessie on the podcast. Uh, again, really looking forward to speaking to Jessie. She's got some very different experiences and some uh, some really cool stories to tell. So hope you're all well and we shall catch you later. Please go on and follow and share the podcast as far and wide as you can. We really appreciate that as ever and we will catch you next week. Thank you very much. Take care.